0: Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way.
1: All right, welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. Finally, we get to talk about a topic that uh, I've got some real interest and experience in more at a hobby level, but the topic is racing. Uh, we got Bailey Holly with us today. Hi, Bailey. How are you? How are you doing, mate? Good, thanks. Yeah, excellent. So um, just tell us a bit about what you're working on. Uh, fair to say you are a professional race car driver?
0: Yes, I'm a professional race car driver. I drive for uh, Andy McElroy in a Porsche 991. Um, I'm only 17 years old, but I, uh, I'm getting through grade 12 at the moment. And uh, yeah, create, starting my ambition to to become a professional race car driver for the for the rest of my life that's
1: well you put it out there i mean they, people are going to see here's the guy in the chair he looks a little young <laughs> 17 years old um
0: and man you've done
1: a lot and you're doing a lot so maybe just take us through uh where you're at right now like you said uh, you got some you got the regular school Yep. And you got uh, this profession. So is it a part-time profession or is it basically full-time and you just have to make the schooling work?
0: Well, I'd say at the moment it's a part-time. Um, so we have six rounds throughout a whole year and I just completed round one uh, last weekend. I'm, I'm a bit flat out. I'm starting to get call-ups from from people starting to see my progress. So I've already done a, a four-hour enduro previously two weeks ago in Sydney Motorsport Park. Uh, that's a pretty pretty cool endurance championship that are going throughout the year, so I might get a few call-ups then. Um, actually, in, in two weeks' time, we're planning to go to Bathurst, Mount Panorama, for a six-hour enduro in a production car. So I'm starting to get a, a lot of roll-ons from other people that are seeing my progress, um, but then also trying to focus on my Porsche for the year. So I'm focusing on the championship in Porsche, and uh, that leads me towards the Porsche pyramid, which I'll probably get to you a little bit later on but uh yeah grade 12 at the moment so it's a bit part time i'm at school monday to thursday and then worrying about my racing on the weekend um and yeah it's it's normally a weekend sport so i'm able i, li- I literally go to school monday tuesday wednesday yeah. fly out on a thursday uh, race friday to sunday and then fly back midnight off to school again the next day. <laughs>
1: wow. All right. So that's cool. So the, the, the flying on a plane thing is actually an added twist. So I was um, just trying to get a sense of the routine, but why are you flying? Is it because uh, the racetracks and that's where the events
0: are? Yep. Yeah. So like last weekend was down at Phillip Island, which was uh, Melbourne and then three hours South of Melbourne. So to, to get down to Phillip Island, if I was to drive would be a, a three-day trip and I, I can't afford to miss out on that much school <laughs> so yeah when it it's a about a 6 7 hour trip even when you're flying so it takes a bit out of you but uh yeah we we do what we love so it's happy to get down there
1: yeah nice one um and so you mentioned at the beginning i mean essentially it's it's part of a team and uh what what does that team consist of is there, are we talking uh, other racers or you got engineers and yeah
0: yeah so we've got um i've got three teammates so the my category uh, which is michelin sprint challenge it's the second tier to career cup so we're still running four to five cars including myself in the team so that's everything from every car has an engineer every driver has an engineer um, and every car has a mechanic Um, and then we need a a few extra mechanics in case someone has a bit of damage and they sort of float between the the cars so we've got the team managers uh, and then a bit of like even tire guys so some of the guys that drive the truck, um, he he does our tires for the weekend. So he'll take down a rack of tires and go, get them changed over when we're when we're getting a new set of tires on. Um, and they check the pressures for us. So we're all working in unison at the same time. Um, each car is, is moving forward every time we we come off the track and we learn what to do better. Um, and us as drivers, our goal is to give feedback on what the car's doing. So that's where the engineers come into so probably got about i'd say a good 20 people yeah. that, that run the team for a weekend yeah
1: um and do you get a sense i mean it is definitely a like a team sport and does it feel like a, a business though like is there um somebody that's kind of looking out for all right what what are we doing um you know either it's additional cars or additional drivers like do you feel like that's part of it or do you just are you, are you so plugged into the performance of just getting uh well positions and times
0: yeah so i look at it as every weekend I, I take as a, as a step as I go. Um, so I try and do the best I can just performance wise. I That's mum dad's job to look at it as a business. <laughs> Unfortunately, like as, as everything goes and as everyone knows about motorsport, it's, it's, I'm getting the support and paying the bills for the weekend to happen. So when I'm got the suit on and I've got the helmet on, I got to make sure I go out there and prove it to everyone that I'm doing what they're supporting me for. So, uh, I look at it as just get out there, have fun, but be the best I can be and uh, get the get the car to the, as far front as I can. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And do you follow other
1: professional sport? I'm just curious about like the psychology yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. So I, I'd like, I love sports. So I love my rugby union, uh, even rugby league. Oh, like I can even watch AFL or sometimes when when dad's on the tv or pop comes over i'm just watching golf with him and <laughs> learning all about golf um even the oh what was it the the tennis the other weekend yep. um aussie tennis love watching that um it's cool to see other people's motivations and see what i can implement i look at what they're doing and and see what if i can implement implement that and see if i can get as as better as i am at the moment yeah
1: um, yeah, I mean, there be so many questions again. get people listening from overseas and just saying, kind of okay, like, you know, what's, what's motorsport all about? And is there different areas, but maybe if we just touch on, uh, the, the development and like where you came from type of thing, like, is it, yep. is it a privilege to, to kind of be where you're at? Or is it something that, that every kid can have a crack at? Like how,
0: what are the pieces that kind of bring that together? Oh, it's, it's all my parents. They've done such an amazing job to get me to where I am today. Um, uh, if it wasn't for them and wasn't for dads, dad's love for the sport and and their love for me then I don't think I'd be where I am. Uh, I've obviously given back as much as I can. Uh financially I'm struggling to do that, but <laughs> um through my my performance, um the way I act towards them and and things I do for them like simple simple house chores and and things like that I do to repay them for what they're supporting me with. So yeah, to to answer your question, um I sort of I look at everything as trying to get that peak performance, um, but also showing people, like my parents especially, um, that I'm grateful for where they've supported me to to where I am today. So it's not it's a very motivation driven sport. So I mean, every every kid out there can definitely get out and have a crack, get in a go kart real young. Um, it's a it's a young man's sport as most people would know that. So
1: yeah, why? Why is that? Is it is is it just the uh, is it something about the mental? Like it just
0: ha- there's a there's power. a good Aussie expression. What is it? I don't know. Can I say it? Yeah, yeah. You got to have balls in racing. <laughs> say it, say it loud. You got to have balls. Um, Holy. Okay. So when we're young, obviously we don't have families to worry about. We don't have we don't have children we're supporting. Um, we get out there and we just give it a crack. Give it a red hot crack and it's sort of a it's sort of a sport where you really got to put some things on the line, um especially at the speeds we're doing like you could think about it it's a ton and a half car it's a pretty solid weapon um if you think about it that way um so even when you're go karting like i was I was six years old when I started couldn't even hold my head up with a helmet on, but I'm going around corners at eighty ks an hour, a few millimeters off the ground like a six year old, I don't know why Mum and Dad did it to me. I wouldn't even know what a throttle and brake is, you know. Like I don't know what does a steering wheel do? But you sort of just take to it. Um I I had model cars, you know, the little I think they're like one eighteenth scale, even even smaller. And um I used to race them around the kitchen bench when I was four years old or something. I couldn't even reach the kitchen bench, but I was racing them around the top. Um, so I had an idea of cornering and, and throttle and braking and all that, but then when I got into the thing, I was like I was hopeless. <laughs> when you first get in, you have no idea what you're doing. But by the age eight or nine, we're starting to get really competitive and then um uh, you're starting to do it more often that that you start getting better to it and, and used to it. And uh that led to me getting in a in a full manual car, uh Tin top in a Honda XL at fourteen. So I had to get used to a clutch then. I'd never driven a clutch before and I'm racing with one now so uh it is a really cool step up and and you sort of get the evolution of cars too from carts to i'm now in a in a paddle shift car you know like it, it's pretty awesome <laughs> this may sound like a weird question but do you have your regular
1: driver's license
0: yeah yeah <laughs> okay i just got it, it. <laughs> no, a few months ago now so um yeah I, I got my i got my l plates when i'm 16 in australia um, and in queensland and uh, you have to do 100 hours and and, and all this sort of stuff and yeah, to have the parents in the in the passenger seat. They were they're actually really calm with me. So I was happy about that because they knew what I was doing. You, you got this, son. Yeah, exactly. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> well, it's crazy. I was actually a little bit nervous for my driver's test. Well, I went in the morning. I'm like, I cannot stuff this up. Like, there's no chance at all I'm gonna fail this. Went out there and got it first go, so I was proud of that. Yeah. Um and then yeah, now I've got my peas, obviously, and I drive a Ford Ranger, so uh, yeah, it keeps me tame on the streets. <laughs> safe, safe.
1: Wow, how's your parallel parking? Awesome. Well, wow. yeah, excellent. So you're shooing to go straight through P's, fulls. Yeah, watch out, world.
0: It's a bit of a pity, like we can't have performance car or, or anything like that until we're twenty. Uh, um, so I've got a few years on my P's and and do the time, and <laughs> and then I get the opens when I'm twenty. What uh, What would your car of choice be? At the moment, I'm a Ford man, so I've driven a few Fords in my time, and a them, But um, I, I really like XR sixes and XR eights. They're a little bit later model, but good performance.
1: Are they? They're not making them anymore, or are they?
0: I don't think so. No, okay. So there's a few older models that uh, look quite neat. Um, um, you might
1: need to describe that for people. Again, these would be people that are not aware of the Australian. Yep. So you got uh, you got sort of the Ute style, which is like hot rod, but like a pickup bed yeah, right? yeah um but you're talking you're talking about like more like a four-door sedan yeah
0: type. it's like a four-door sedan um xr8 so the v8 version um so ford's pretty much ford's highest performance v8 that they've got um pretty pretty cool looking dad used to have one so i always loved that
1: oh they got a they got a mad look to them but they're heavy to fair to say right
0: aren't they heavy they'd probably be a bit heavy, yeah <laughs> compared to other things um yeah over here in aussie we uh, make them pretty strong so they're, they're a little bit heavier <laughs> yeah, yeah but
1: it's, yeah they're just uh it's an awesome thing to watch, and it's awesome to see them on the track as well mm, um, yeah. are, is that part of the same series that races the, the v8s
0: yeah so that that would have been a v8 model a few years ago so um back in i'd say 2000 from to about 2010 to 2018 they had the fgx model which is like a falcon um so yeah they're the v8 version um same as supercars okay
1: what i mean it's cool to see the the entry point and like you said like six years old just very young i mean they're they're gonna be like coaches and things along the way was it like an actual school or was it like some mentor that that kind of gave you the main pointers
0: yeah it's not quite a school um there's been a few programs i've gone through and it's a bit of a one-day event and um you have a, a bunch of people come around and and teach you a few things about the car i think i was I was probably about thirteen and um I was I was lucky enough to go to a track day and drive a drive a real car and um and they taught me everything about A B S and and a bit of defensive driving. Um but mainly it's a yeah, exactly like that, a mentor. Um so at a track it used to be dad until I was fifteen or sixteen. So dad absolutely loved motorsport and he studied it as, as much as I did when I was young. So he, uh, he actually used to race karts. Uh, back when I was about eight or nine, he got into it and uh, did a bit. So he was flat out teaching me how to do it and then prepping his kart as well. So yeah, he's been my mentor for a, a very long time. Um, I've learned a lot of things off him. And now it's to the stage where we get to the professional side of it. So people that are actually certified in engineering, um, they come out to the track and we look through the data and uh, the data of the car that tells us everything that the car's doing and everything that i'm doing so everything from brake percentages to throttle percentages um, and steering inputs we can look at that and see what i'm making the car do if i'm making it do too much if i'm making it do too little and um, fine-tune my driving style to what the car has available and, and that ultimately gets you as quick as you can yeah no doubt
1: i mean i think technology probably is It'd be interesting to see so you've how many years in the current model car are you at the moment? Is it all new? Are you still learning so this, this
0: vehicle? The current car I'm racing, which is the the Porsche 991 Generation One, uh, 2014 model, I've driven it about five times. <laughs> I've physically sat in that seat about five times, so um, very new to me, um, which is which is an awesome challenge for me. Like I've had a few cars in my career so far, so honed AXL to a street registered um, VE Commodore. Uh, which is a Holden, and then uh, I've progressed obviously into the model we are today. But yeah, the longest I've probably driven a car is just under a year, and after that year, I've already progressed up to the next step. So um, yeah, the, the the Porsche at the moment is very new to me. Okay. So And do you feel like it's like a
1: like a positive stress in a sense? Like, all right, we need to level up here.
0: Uh, yeah. It's a cool challenge. Cool challenge. Like it, it you make you look at yourself and you go, all right. I've got the tools. I've got what I need to do to get to the front, um, and especially with Andy McRae. His, his team's been, I think it's a, a nine-time championship winning team um, in the past few decades. So they're really, they're really knowledgeable. Um, they've got a lot of support around them. And to know that I've got the tools, all I need to do is go out on track and use them properly. Mm. So it is very cool to know that I'm probably one of the most inexperienced in my championship. Um, but I'm, I'm going out there and just giving it a crack, you know, like just going out there and trying what I can to get to the front.
1: Yeah, that's cool. One thing I was curious about is, um, I'm just picturing just getting used to the car and, and, uh, obviously maybe the first time you sit in it, it's hopefully you're not racing. (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's a bit of orientation and uh, somebody's giving you the the low key on what's going on, but is there like, um, a theoretical, upper level of performance where you're like okay in theory this car will do this lap time with this set of tires under these conditions and then it's up to you to sort of get close to that mark yeah oh, or um is it not that at all there's so many variables that it
0: just like depends well th- we always have that as a goal um so the theoretical lap time or or what we are expecting to be doing at a track we sort of go okay well this guy here he did this lap time and he's in europe at the moment, so. If you can chase that and do something as good as what he's doing, um, then you'll see yourself start progress on your way to your dream. Um, so there's there's a lot of a lot of learnings that comes to that. Um, everything from the data work, but then the preparation for a race weekend, we sort of we look at a simulator session, which teaches you a better track. So I think it was 2019. I was still 16, and um, I was driving this car that was only relatively new to me and I got thrown in the deep end and I did my first race outside of Queensland, which was actually sydney Motorsport Park. And um, after that I did eight brand new tracks in the space of six months. So not, not small tracks, I'm talking like Mount Panorama, Bathurst, which is Australia's longest, hardest track, you'd call it. Gold Coast 600, so through the streets of Gold Coast was pretty unreal um and they everything from there's a few other tracks named uh winter motor raceway city most park so really awesome tracks all around all around australia um that i was getting thrown in the deep end and and learning the car while learning the track so it's a it's a lot of you got to look at all the variables though like i, I know i'm talking a lot here but no, no, yeah. there's an, un, an unbelievable amount of variables you got Everything from how the brakes are operating for the day, um, the how much fuel weight you've got in the car, um, how much horsepower you have compared to others. Um, the grip of the track, the drip, grip of the track can really change. So uh, when Phillip Island was resurfaced only five years ago, um, they were doing two seconds a lap quicker than what I was doing last weekend, just because the track grip's gone away. Um, And the tire, obviously, the tire is what gets us on the road. So we've got a contact patch of about that big. It's about a rectangle um, times four, and that's about all we have on the track. So when they start wearing away, the the rubber melts, um, and that effectively gets us the grip. The track acts as sandpaper, so it wears down the rubber, and we effectively have less grip. So you go into a corner as quick as you were last lap and then the thing just starts sliding and you gotta catch it. So uh things like that is is everything you've got to take. Oh, even wind. Like so we had a big, big balance change in the car because we had a headwind or a tailwind. So if you got a headwind into a high uh, you got a tailwind into a high speed, it physically picks the rear of the car up and and then you start losing the rear. Or you could go into a braking area and have a headwind. And it means you can break later, so you've got to take all this in really quickly and make decisions to you know, try and try and be as quick as you can. Is
1: it, uh, it? almost feels like what it might be like into into like being in a fighter pilot cockpit, where there's just like a, so many different things. Yeah. Um, and then, is there a headset? Is someone talking you through some of the key? Thing, fine-tuning things to look out for obviously yeah, the human body has limits right yeah yeah. concentration and so on is it actually like a, is it a calm or is it an intense concentration
0: uh at the moment i of progressing myself to be very calm in the car um the heart rate monitor won't say it but to be doing 140 beats per minute it's actually very calm so to give you an idea my qualifying lap which is fully committed like as late as you can go into any corner as fast as you can go through any corner. My, I think I was at about 180 beats per minute for five minutes straight. Um, so, yeah, there, there's really high, <laughs> really high intensity. Um, but I keep myself really calm in the car because one thing I'm starting to learn is that uh, a, a calm me is a calm car. So the car will react better to what I'm doing if I can just relax and and put the inputs that I want um, calmly. So. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Like obviously we're doing two hundred and fifty kilometers plus. Um, so really high speeds. But you sort of just gotta gotta chill out and, and do your laps and and do the best you can.
1: Um I'm just thinking of the breathing. So heartbeat was one question I had, and then breathing. So are you conscious like uh, the calmness and so on you can control your breathing mm. do you catch yourself being like jeez i'm holding my breath on
0: <laughs> on this oh, on this corner this sometimes is sometimes bit... maybe yeah. yeah it just depends. depends if you have a moment or not <laughs> if you got a little bit of a slide on you might have gone whoops <laughs> yeah. but besides that no it's just unconscious and just goes around but um to answer your question beforehand as well about the radio yeah um i do have a engineer on the radio so uh, he'll tell me everything and what, what the car's doing. Um, he'll see if there's something on track that's blocking the track. Little simple things like that that I shouldn't have to be thinking about, or it's later on around the on on the track, so I wouldn't be able to see it around the corner, or I don't know it's there. Um, I also have a driver coach, so uh, Warren Luff. He's actually a ex supercars driver. He uh, he's on the radio to me, telling me what I can do better um, if I'm in a race and there's a car right behind me he'll tell me all right mate look eyes forward get your head down and pull away and you won't have to worry about blocking so little things like that obviously i'm pretty inexperienced and he's very experienced and i take everything in like a sponge yeah that's neat i mean
1: you touched on that i was thinking okay at some point strategy comes into it especially something like an mm-hmm. enduro race or where you know you're, you're part of it but like there's other pieces um and uh, but that's that team aspect, right? Yeah. Where it's just like uh, you do your best, and then it's you have to rely on other people doing their best as
0: well. Well, I couldn't be out there on track if I didn't have a team around me. So, although it looks like a a single person sport when we're out there and and we're the only person in the car, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes, everything to the car being prepped weeks before a weekend, um, any damage or tires or brakes that needs to be replaced during a weekend. They are under there as soon as they can be, and obviously they they're, they're getting dirty. They're getting grease on their fingers, and and they're doing what they can do to give me the best car I can possibly have. Mm.
1: It's cool. I mean, thinking about um, just moving up and and to progress. Like, do you feel like progressing to where you are? Like I'm just do you have like a trophy cabinet at home where you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stacked and it's just a different point because you get recognized for being that, that poor position of winning position. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got a lot of a lot of go-guarding trophies from podiums back in the day. So we've got we've got a full box that we can't even put on display because we haven't got we haven't got one big enough. I know that sounds a bit like a big head there, but no. <laughs> uh we're starting to get some some cool trophies, uh a Bathos twelve hour in twenty twenty. I got a podium there. Um, which was pretty awesome to stand on that podium at 16. Um, So that trophy is pretty much front and centre in my room. Um, And we're starting to get like, I've got a few helmets now. So as the helmet technology progresses and my head keeps growing, (laughs) I keep getting bigger helmets. (laughs) Um, So we've got like helmet cabinets um, and then a a lot of trophies now, um, which is, yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Um, I can look back on, on where I started and, And it's cool to keep progression of that yeah nice
1: yeah no doubt so and then fair to say like the opportunities to come your way to progress and to get a newer car and maybe get that confidence that like oh yeah he'll be you know he'll be good let's get him in as early as possible
0: is that a result of of winning
1: or is it just a combination of seat time and experience
0: yeah experience is also a pretty big thing in in motorsport so uh you've got a young man sport but me the thing is you're not versing in age groups when you get to cars so I'm versing easily say 20 year olds 30 year olds that have 10 years of motorsport experience 10 years of driving a manual car on the road and I've just I've only just driven a clutch for the first time ever you know so you get out there and and you're inexperienced but the motivation to to be up the front is is sort of where we we get our drive from we get our confidence from so for me, I've honestly through karting, I I was always on a podium. I never quite won, um, but I always had that determination to get to that top step. And as soon as I hopped into cars and we started getting some some momentum, um, we we're starting to get a few wins on the board lately. Um, definitely always on the podium, pretty much lately. So uh, that's that's a cool thing. Always coming home with some silverware. Um, so. We're starting to get that that run on and, and the motivation for me, like it's the sport that I can absolutely love. Like I can't, and I can't describe how much I love cars and and everything I do when I'm driving. It's sort of just, I like to say second nature. Like it's just, that's where I'm meant to be. That's neat.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, there'd be the real experience, the driving experience. You mentioned like simulations and things like yeah. that. And sort of like, is there a combination of, Like, is it mandatory to go through simulations for what you do?
0: Oh, it's not mandatory, but me personally, the only thing, the only that's pretty much as close as you can get to driving a real car. Obviously, to get a car out onto the track requires preparation, transport, a lot of fees go into getting the car out on track. So, it's a pretty pretty limited spot like that. Like testing, we're lucky to have about five or six tests throughout the year. And then on top of that, we have the race round. So you're only really in the car maybe about twelve times a year. So I use the simulator to try and learn tracks, learn car, try and figure out what I can do better, um, where I can improve. Um, so it's a bit, honestly, it's like it's like a maybe a golf simulation. Like they they have simulations there where somebody or a driving range probably the easiest one to describe how. Yeah. You can just get out there and just keep hitting balls and just go, oh, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this, change your angle, try a different different club um so it's a little bit like that so i get I get onto the simulator um Macarray have a really cool one where it's got a it's got hydraulic system, yeah, so we can feel what's close to what a g force would feel like um and a very similar pedal box and paddle shift and Force feedback so there's a lot that goes into it um and i just get on there and i just do laps i probably do two hours at a time just sitting in it and just keep doing laps and you end up doing like 60 laps at a track you've never been to before in real life but doing it on the simulator is when you get to the track it feels like you're on the simulator it just feels like oh yeah that's right that's the corner oh yeah that's what's going on there um and it even uh, the Technology at these days is getting really good, so they've got elevation change. The physics of the car is very similar. Um, so it's almost like hydraulics or something. Yeah, I was picking, picking, yeah. almost like that. So the, the seat, the seat, when I when I brake fully throws me forward, cool. and then go around a left hand corner, and you get thrown that way, and. Yeah, you sort of get that feel of what the car's trying to do and and, and the G-Forces that you should be expecting. That's cool. Hey, is there room for amateurs and that kind of...
1: Uh, access to that kind of equipment or is that, for the, is that for the pros
0: only? Yeah, no, anybody can get one. So mm-hmm. I've got one at home. Um, I've just got a, a TV or most people have the big screen um, wrap around computers. Right. Um, it's just a computer program.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Okay. All and right. you just wire up the uh few so there's a steering column and then a, a, a brake pedal box and um you just wire that up like there's playstation ones these days i think for like not even 300 bucks and and you can whip it together get the formula one racing game on and you can drive a formula one car around all the best tracks in the world
1: uh now you're talking i mean yeah people listening in thinking oh i'm pretty i'm pretty hot at this uh you know whatever it is the whatever game is 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 the best one out there what is the best game out there at the moment
0: there's there's quite a lot coming out these days it's really progressing in popularity um one of the best ones i use is i racing um so supercars used it for their e-series and it's a pretty much a platform where you can live race other people um on simulators so you all come into a, a lobby and you race each other's cars and you can do everything from setup on a car, so you can change the way it's balanced and, and you can change if you if you know something that's gonna make it go quicker. Um and yeah, it's really cool. Like you can you can race wheel to wheel with other people from anywhere in the globe. Um so it's just this really big server. Um because so it's, that's sort of in the world of esports almost. Like yep. people are taking it very serious. Pretty much every motorsport thing you'll see on esports will be i racing right okay well there you go i mean i'm sure people are well up to it if they're
1: listening and they're like oh yeah of course yeah but um is that something again like it's sort of that shift right so you've got the best situation you're living yeah this I'm living dream, Yeah. so um uh, and then there's like the virtual world so do you ever even just as a hobby or a bit of just a side fun like do you fill your time with a bit of, a bit of that like a bit of the casual gamer
0: uh not quite casual for me no um i use it pretty much just for training um So just to get my eye in for a track um there's i used to when i had a bit more time on my hands i used to do a bit more uh like a bit more hobby style um trying to get my rank up and and get to the top um through that it's pretty tough out there there's a few guys that spend all their waking hours on it so obviously it's like it's like any other game there's a few people out there that know better tricks of how how things can be done better um so there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of knowledge of it and um i wouldn't say I struggle but there's some guys out there that are seriously quick doing lap times that can't even be done in real life <laughs> <laughs> but somehow they're getting it done on on the simulator and you just go oh. that's that wouldn't happen in real life let, like you can't it. you can't do what they're doing on in real life but you you try your best and and Honestly, I drive it like I would drive a real car. So that's where I get a benefit. Um, the lap time doesn't come out of it because there's someone over there doing like something mad and just getting some like two seconds quicker and I'll just go, Where are you getting that time from? <laughs> it's like you mustn't be driving it like a real car, but yeah, it's pretty big at the moment. I wouldn't say I'd do it casually. I've got skill assignments to do, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be gaming as much as as I could, but um, I,
1: sure oh it's just just to know that that world is you know again it's not everyone can go full professional and exactly, and yeah. it's sort of a, a neat little compromise and you know what, maybe there's actually money in that too like you well, know there's championships there's a lot
0: of people doing it and the esports um all the all the programmers and and the people that develop these simulators there's so much support behind them and it's awesome to see people giving it a crack you know like and there's probably a lot of people out there that can't get a car out onto the track and I mean, we all drive a car on the road, so we all think we know what we can do with a car. But when you get on a simulator, I've had so many friends come over and yeah, they're, they're in a wall here, in a wall there, and they go, wow, this is this close to what you do. Like, wow, that's so hard. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that are really good at it. And it's awesome to see.
1: I mean, it's probably good for the sport overall, right? Like even obviously there's, you know, it's, it's in a competitive sense, uh, it's not the real thing. So, you know, it is gaming and, and whatever. But um, I think they... They're probably building the fan base, I imagine.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, it's giving people, a, I guess, a relatability. So they get into a car in the simulator and go, oh, wow, that's so cool. And then they watch the real things and they study it and they go, wow, I I was doing that last weekend on the simulator. Like, that's so cool. And, and they can relate to it much better. So it's awesome that people get out there and, and get on the virtual world. Yeah, that's cool. I mean,
1: that kind of brings us back to maybe what we were chatting before we started here, which was um, kind of the – uh, I guess the, the next steps and the progression of things. So obviously the team sport, I imagine there'd be, um, sponsorships and lots of just different people that can offer support, you know, um, might just be people showing up to the events and, and, you know, however, the motorsport events, they want, yep. they want to sell out Phillip Island events and they want people to come and in like, guess a draw is the type of thing that, um, like what kind of a, is there what kind of crowd control happens there? Can anyone come to you sell tickets to those events Pretty right much, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So most tracks are obviously quite open. Right. Um, so Phillip Island's got a lot of scenery around the outside of it and you can literally park your car up to the to the edge of the track and you can just sit in the back of your car and, and watch it. Yeah. So it's really cool. Like we get a lot of fans come through the pit lane. Uh so so we're usually a support category, so we're just behind pit lane. So it's really comfortable, really calm. Anybody can come sit in a car. I had a little fella, I think he was about four years old, six years old, around that, and they just come. They, they love seeing me in a suit and they go, oh, wow, he's, he's a race car driver, you know, like that's pretty cool. Um, and they come and they, I, I let them sit in the car. Uh, they get an idea of, of what's going on. Um, very, very relaxed what I'm doing at this stage and, and even to supercars, the pinnacle of Australia. They get they get um tours come into the garage, people understand what's going on with the car, they see what the team's doing. Um so there's a lot of fan base around us, which is which is really cool. It's a cool side of it. Uh you get a long, lot of young fellas that they're going, Oh, I want to be a race car driver one day and you just All right, mate, make it happen, go out in the go-kart and um give it a crack. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean
1: that's what you're saying, even even on a race day, part of that part of the I guess the responsibility of being that is that you've got fans Mm. that are you got that interaction with them right yeah yeah so it's not everyone but there's there's moments there right
0: yeah well you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it but at the Bathurst 1000 which is which is one of Australia's greatest races biggest races about a thousand kilometer race so it's it's normally about a seven to eight hour race and they're getting interviewed a minute before they're getting in the car so we're always in front of a camera and um always always someone asking something so we just go yep yeah, about to go racing which is pretty cool but let's see what the camera wants to hear and um and we'll give them an idea of what we're thinking and and what our plan is so yeah it's pretty cool we're very I'd say intimate between the the media
1: it's yeah it's like that sharing of uh, cuz obviously you're, uh, not everyone can do what you do but it's that extra time where you're like you know what uh, I don't mind. I'm going to um, let people know my thoughts. Like, mm, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to this event.
0: People, Yeah, a lot of people want to know, you know, like they see a few cars going around, but they don't know what the person behind the wheel is doing. So um, it's cool to sort of express ourselves instead of what they just see behind the helmet. Cool. I mean, it might be a couple of steps
1: ahead, but is it the type of thing that you see happening around you? Like people are building their fan base and it's like, you know, whether it's an Instagram profile or just some kind of, I think you have a website as well obviously yep. um actually just mention it now just so we've got that got it out there
0: yeah so um i've got dot website dot uh, au and uh instagram facebook linkedin just bayloracing as username so everything from the social media is really important um to the live coverage on channel seven this year um during the porsche championship so we get interviewers come down, the, come down the track and they go, all right, what's your thoughts about this weekend? What's your plan? What are you planning to do for the next weekend? And we just give them an insight of, of what our life's like. Um, my sister, Shayla Hall, um, from Shayla Hall Photography, she's actually creating a documentary for me through the year. So this is my first year in, in a professional category. And she's giving everybody an idea of what goes through my life during a race weekend, outside of the track, um, what I what I have to go through to be the person I want to be, you know, like there is a lot of media side to motorsport. So um everything I can do on and off track will benefit me.
1: Yeah, I'm just taking this taking a second to just realise just how powerful it is. Cause in Australia, absolutely. No you can't get around a it. motorsport. It's very, very uh there's passion there. And there's sort of camps on, you know, what kind of car it is and and yeah. so on. But in your in the circuit that you're that you're doing now is that something that you can see through many steps because i think you were talking about this has got connections to a global
0: yeah global so, circuit so i'm glad you said that because the porsche pyramid um a lot of people mention it it starts off with where i am today um so i'm on the the bottom tier and i gotta work my way up and at the pinnacle is uh european motorsport so everything from gt championships to uh the 24 hour series um i do really love my endurance racing i've done a few now and that's where i want to go with my career so everything from they they do le mans 24 hours if you heard about oh, yeah. them um sebring i think they've got a race on this weekend um just the long races you get so much track time and you're talking about the caliber of, of cars that are there um you've got the best drivers in the world driving Mercedes GTS and Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Aston Martins, Audi R8s—you so just go, wow, this is this is awesome. I've been around it a, a little bit at the Bathurst Twelve Hours, I mentioned. There's McLarens going around and Bentleys passing you, and you just go, wow, that's a cool car. But oh, I got to remember what I'm doing, <laughs> um, especially as a young kid. Like uh, I look at exotic cars and I go, oh, I wish one day I could drive that. Um, so. Everything that I'm trying to do is this Porsche pyramid. So Porsche have a really awesome pathway. So it goes from my category, which is Michelin Sprint Challenge, and then you you got to get some some runs on the board, and they put you up to Carrera Cup, which is Australia's pinnacle of Porsche motorsport, and they support supercars on Fox Sports every weekend. Um, so they they got a really big fan base. And then what school is porsche have opened up to rookies so anybody younger than 25 uh, that's a michelin junior so I'm a, I'm a michelin junior for the year which is pretty cool and they send you to europe they pay you to go over and do a Porsche shootout yep. so it's like a, a weeks program that i'm preparing now i'm preparing now for for when i get to there that spot there so it's everything from your media training to your physical training, your mental capabilities. There's so many things off the track. And then you gotta be good on track. So I'm starting to build my full package. Um Andy McAray is the man that's been there. He sent two kids over there now and they've they've won the shootout. So he's got a a really good system, really good idea of of what they're expecting over in Europe. Um it's it's a Porsche factory team. So when you get Porsche Factory support, then then you've really made it. And and that's the goal for me. So I'd really, I'd really love to go over to Europe. Um, that would be my absolute pinnacle. Um, and Carrera Cup even has a link to Australian supercars. So we're in a bit of a wide junction. We've got two opportunities. So the end the end goal is I've got to do my job on and off track and be the best package I can be. And with some results coming on the board and we can we can see where where we'll get picked up pretty much because it's all about what the team wants what kind of person the team needs um and if they're looking for for someone as motivated as i am
1: yeah no look i mean it's, it's interesting that you recognize um multiple paths there so it's sometimes yep. you uh again people with a really clear goal sometimes you're just so laser focused and you're like Whatever happens, we're going right through, and but and to appreciate that there's a couple different paths still within your skill base is, is kind of cool, yeah, definitely. Um, um, and uh, and I think you hinted to it, but there's been a couple others that have maybe gone through that path. So, are these Australians that have gone on to race yep. at the world level,
0: yeah? So, uh, you'll hear the names Jackson Evans and Matt Campbell, okay. they're probably the most successful Porsche drivers in Australia in the past, uh past six years i think i think matt matt won the Carrera cup championship in 2016 uh with andy macro's team and um at the moment he's a porsche factory driver he gets to drive the most awesome uh, 911 gt3r and he he gets paid you know he gets paid to go drive these cars as quick as he can it's every second weekend he's driving the thing which is like that's that's a dream goal for me. Um, his pretty much everything he's done is exactly where I want to be. That's neat.
1: And like, it sounds like you're you're kind of a technical guy as well. So you could probably appreciate like, the, uh, they're probably really tight with the engineering team. Maybe giving feedback to the like, future designs of the cars. Like, yeah, you become part
0: of the uh I guess the expertise of it, right? Well, yeah, you become a bit of a, a, I guess, you'd just say like you'd start progressing the car, like you evolve from everything you you giving feedback to the engineers and you can tell them what the car needs and what it doesn't and um yeah it's a really cool process when you get to that top level they obviously they fully trust and support your driving style so if you're this elite driver then they'll go okay we'll listen to him and we'll see what we can do to make the car better and then like no doubt they've probably had some insight into one of the new models coming out, the 992. So, no doubt the the top guys are really helping to to get that move on mm. and everything. I mean, we're the guys that drive the cars, so we know exactly what it's doing. And and when you're that elite driver, and you no know dramas whatsoever. There's no doubt in the ability. They can really tell what the car's doing. So no, it's a that's a good point that you make.
1: Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I'm just trying to think about things that i've followed over the years and uh i followed moto gp for a lot of years and casey stoner big australian name and uh it was just interesting to his here's his career path he would have had a younger you know early early you know just just on the bike really early and then saw it through and then but at some point um he he kind of found this parallel path where he became champ and he was recognized at the world stage and then um he became almost like a a collaboration in terms of giving the r and d teams some feedback so after all of the success, yeah, exactly. he decided like all right my life's good i'm I'm happy doing fishing thanks and <laughs> um, but then he was st- he found another way to almost give back you know it's like his expertise still had value uh, yeah and he's exactly. not, he's not old by any means so <laughs> um, but yeah like, uh, you, you you've got uh, so many uh, really interesting things to keep track of, so I guess we'll uh, watch this space right <laughs> exactly yeah um, well, one thing obviously the i guess uh, things that help along the way are our sponsors and, um, it's, it's not necessarily the expertise. It's the people that, um, want to help and move things. Or they're just passionate fans too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, what does that, what does a sponsorship picture look like? I mean, is it all, is it on Andy, Andy's team management and he's
0: sort of, that's his role. He's got to pull it all together. Or do you guys play a part in terms of just building awareness? So Andy is, he's the face behind the team and a lot of sponsorship usually is a personal thing. So, there's possibilities for a team sponsor that comes on for, for all the drivers. Not as often, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people out there that want to support young and up-and-coming drivers like myself. Um, they really love motorsport. They love getting to the track, and, and that's a part of the journey. So when, when people come on as a sponsor, it's, it's not the team running it and me totally separate. It's me and the sponsor, and we go through everything together. So the journey of on track. Um, they come to the track, they be at Pit Lane with me, they experience everything that I go through, uh, and then we debrief after a weekend and, and catch up at a barbecue or or go out and meet new people. Um, it's really cool that we can sometimes get cars to people's big businesses and and get people an idea of oh, we're supporting we're supporting a young up and coming driver. And then everybody else goes and look that's that's really cool what they're doing we'll support them we'll maybe create a new business connection or things like that so there's a lot of business to business connections in motorsport obviously there's another 25 cars on the grid so they've all got their own personal sponsors and coming to a race weekend you you shake hands with those guys and you you meet face to face um and what's another really cool thing is throughout the year you know we have Interviews like this, and, and we can get sponsors uh, sort of at the forefront of a lot of people's uh, eyes, um, social media, online, um, everything from television. So it raises awareness of their businesses. Um, it helps support me get to what my dream is. Um, so that that's a really cool connection that you can have with a sponsor because it's it's pretty much them living their dream through me. It's sort of a little bit like that, which is really cool sometimes because then you can look back at them and you go, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you and I'm so grateful that this has happened and and that we've worked together to get to the front in motorsport um, and everything from like a, a driver's a ride day at the end of the year so you can bring your best distributors from the year or you, you can create incentives for your employees to come out and and get a hot lap with me driving in a a Porsche like wouldn't that be pretty cool
1: (laughs) there you go yeah I think uh, definitely be putting it out there and I I can imagine um just hearing you describe that I'm thinking geez who wouldn't who wouldn't want to be jumping on and and just doing it so it's I feel like it's like a limited opportunity you know so Mm. um is it the is it the place now where you could actually take on an additional sponsor or two like or is it some kind of media kit where people can go through and say okay like on an annual basis there's couple different tiers depending on you know what, what might work and yeah how does that all look on paper
0: yeah so there's obviously tiers regarding how much they've come on financially support wise um, and that it's not just a, a sticker that you're whacking on the car it's everything from the whole journey of behind the scenes with me and, and progressing through through my career but then also i give back so everything that i I have an image I guess you could say like I have this this package and there's a lot of eyes on me and at the same time I go well this brand here this brand here like I'm I'm with them so if you guys are with me you're with them as well so it's sort of a, it's a big a big round circle which is really cool um yeah it's obviously just just support that anybody can come on and whatever whatever level that you're coming on with i'm treating you just just as much as anybody else and we get together and we have we have this journey together um which is really cool you you end up building a community so that's that's my end goal is to have i guess you could say a bay little racing community of all my supporters and i can look back at them and go you know what you guys are the real legends that have got me to where i am today it's you know what jumps out to me is the fact that everything's so organized
1: like it obviously you've focused on one aspect which is performance and succeeding and and moving up the ladder along the ladder but um this this side of it which is like you're actually ready to take people on alongside you know yeah um maybe that's just a testament to your family and some of the support that's around you but i mean you've got a website <laughs> you've got um essentially like you're talking about having an image and you're media aware so mm. i think all those things will um i think it, everyone should could appreciate that you've made it easy for people <laughs> that's kind of what it jumps out that, yeah to.
0: that's very true it's it's important to have that image um, to try and progress sponsorship-wise um, and even just to people have an idea of what's going on. So motorsport, it, it's pretty big because obviously all we, all they see on, on camera is just some guy behind a helmet, behind a steering wheel. They don't know everything that goes behind it. So we have a lot of support. We have, I think we reach over 10,000 people now. I mean I'm only I'm only 17 I'm no huge influencer but we're getting we're reaching like 10,000 people at each post um every time I go out I go oh well look here's me with my with my sunnies or brand this brand that and and you sort of get people like around your life um it's not the the whole goal to of that but it's it's cool thing for people to have someone to look look at or have an image to look at if they just see some cars going around they're going to have no interest but they know who's behind the wheel and like oh that guy does wakeboarding like me that's cool i'm going to support him little things like that like you wouldn't even know and and there's people that support through through relatability like that so that's That's another part where I guess you could say I love racing. Yeah. There's a a lot of entertainment side to it.
1: It's a very switched on perspective, for sure. I mean, we had a couple of people that are, um, you know, from the Instagram kind of world Mm -hmm. where they are just passionate about that with connecting with people and making brands uh, get there. And it's, it's a lot of it's like they would never represent a brand that they didn't believe in. So it's not like a total stretch, but it's kind of like this meeting of the common interest and be like, you know what? I love wakeboarding. So, what you know, and even like, well, here's the stuff, here's the gear that I use exactly, and yeah, it's, that's it's, how it works. Yeah, so it's kind of neat. Um, hey, anyway, sounds like so. Do you have a bit of fun doing it then?
0: Yeah, so, uh, gladly for 2020, we've actually got a, a new major sponsor, so CB Gorman Life Science. Um, John Harvey has given me the opportunity to represent his brand for the year, so um, very cool. We'll, we'll show you some pictures of that later on. So, the new Porsches will stick it up, uh, which is which is awesome, it, it helps. I'm just Helps. curious, what do they life science say it again? Yeah, so C B Gor C B Gorman, yeah. Life Science. Life science. What, so what they they're a like a filtration mask company. So it nice. does everything from the filtration in uh firefighter helmets um and masks to clinical masks. Um they're actually supporting for the US military, um, with all this COVID nineteen that's going on. Right, right. They're um they're pumping out clinical masks just to keep everyone safe. So I've had, a, I've had a few masks from him this, this year because we're going through airports and all that. So it's all right. mandatory at the moment. So uh, yeah, he's looking after me in the airports and I look after him by getting the car to the front. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. It helps helps me support my parents as well because they've gotten me completely funded to where I am today. And um, to keep moving from here is, is quite an expensive sport. So to have that support from him and, and the whole company is quite awesome. And, uh, we're looking forward to it in the future. Yeah. As well.
1: yeah. That's a cool little handover point. And I think there's kind of life lessons in that for anybody that's kind of going on a journey. Like if you can just somehow make it happen, then it's not going to be like that forever. You know, like if you get to the point where you've got a little something unique, special, um, and then guess what? Everyone's going to want to jump on. So you'd almost, and and being ready for that. That's what I was kind of hinting to that man, you guys seem really ready just mm-hmm. to kind of like spread the wings and like, you can stay focused, but, um, yeah other people can partake you know yeah like exactly get in line but it sounds like pretty neat so um no really really cool appreciate you sharing all that uh, you we, we chatted earlier a little bit about like on the personal side like um you know people will come and approach you with concepts i mean you're a busy guy you probably have people that will take inquiries but um is there a couple of things you've done personally like uh in terms of giving back and
0: um it was the um uh the alive project yes the alive yeah project. so Obviously, the image I have at the moment—I'm a, a young up-and-comer. Up um, I've got a lot on my plate, but there's a few things I'm trying to use my image as a as a positive for a lot of people out there. So, there's a lot of relatability with with myself, and um, there's there's this image that a lot of children out there can can look up to. So, to give you an idea, there's a youth suicide prevention group that I've joined for the for the time being and and future on so the alive project uh they're doing everything from sports teams to schools just in the in the adolescent age where suicide is honestly and unfortunately uh, most prevalent Um, so it's unfortunate thing to talk about and that's why we're trying to stop it we're trying to get so much support out there that anybody out there with any queries about it has somebody to look up to um somebody to talk to. And they everybody out there's gotta know that we're all in the same boat and everybody's got the same support that they need. And you only got one life, you know, you got you got to live it to your, your fullest. So things like that you just go it shouldn't be happening. Like it's obviously it's very unfortunate and situations happen, but if we can just if I can just help one children, one child out there or one group of children out there, and they can they can see someone like me and go okay I'm going to stop thinking this way be motivated and and be at the top like this guy then I'm helping someone and I'm doing the right thing and I'm using my image for positivity. Yeah, nice one. I'll appreciate all that you're doing and sharing that especially. I
1: mean it's your time I I really am blown away about how um you could develop these skills so quickly but um you know obviously c- keep it up and even the schooling too like it sounds like you're committed to finishing that off the yeah. the high school
0: yeah so i got i top physics and uh and pretty high up in biology so i'm still loving my sciences um honestly had a math exam this morning so that was a lot of fun <laughs> could we be calling you dr hall maybe in the future oh uh, yeah no i don't think I'd go that far <laughs>
1: That's neat. Um, good fun. Listen, I appreciate you coming on and sharing all that good stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll be following your journey. Like you mentioned, uh, it sounds like you're open to people following on. So it's an Instagram and um, and
0: booking through your website for yep. sponsorship inquiries. Yeah, so any any sponsorship inquiries, which would would be awesome to join my journey and in, in my career throughout throughout this process. Obviously, very young. I've got a, a lot of eyes on me at the moment uh, on track wise. So it'll be really cool to progress my off track with a few extra sponsors and and a lot of people that come on the journey with like you you see every car out in supercars they'll have maybe more than 10 to 15 20 sponsors and stickers here and there and there's always somebody behind the scenes there that's gone okay this is really cool journey that i want to be a part of and that's not uh, like it's just awesome for people to get an idea of of what we're doing and um and yeah obviously the benefits to produce awareness of their brain so everything works into the hands of each other
1: yeah much. yeah it's a very cool and again love, love the Porsche series i uh, just great to see it all happening and bring some visibility to it so uh eventually on the global stage we're looking out for you yeah definitely all right nice one night thanks for coming on and we'll catch you later yeah thanks guys all right hi everyone thanks for tuning in to the aussie ambitions podcast We appreciate your support and welcome your input, so if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com, or any of our social media accounts, and please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go, and if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.